think you know how big 12 inches is. Do you see that? Just in scale, where is that going? Not in here, okay? The average gal is gonna get about that much. Maybe this, if they're a pro, but the rest of that, completely unmanageable. This is the biggest I've ever seen in real life, but this is fine. It's completely fine. This, fabulous, almost too big, definitely too big, fucking sick day, ER, 27 club, and now I'm just skipping my next life. Anything after that is entirely unethical. I don't think we know what we're talking about. Lord, I've had a good life, and I think I lived it right. Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell. Dude, I had to throw it in there. <laughs> well, I was I was hoping we would see that because my because I wanted to just start this all off, even though you're the host, with asking you, not only was that badass and awesome, but it looked like those flames were awfully close to your beard. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you a story about that particular video. And granted, I slow-moed it and some other shit. But Okay, so and and I have the 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 first video where I was, you know, popping my cherry. Okay. And it was not with that sword looking thing that you saw in that video. It was with a, a little wand that's just a little stick with a it looks like a goddamn marshmallow on it, okay? And you know, my instructor lights that bitch up and he goes, Okay, go, you know, because he'd already explained some shit that I'm gonna talk about in a moment here. But he he explained some shit to me before we started. So he tell you know, I got all this shit in my head and I fucking blow on it. And and I, and to me, when I was, you know, in there looking at it, I thought that fucking thing was like right here. Okay. Turns out in the video, I'm like full arm's length away because he's like, ah. You can get closer than that. You, you know, that I mean, that's cool that you got it out there. You're safe. But you can bring it a lot closer than that. Okay? So I did a few more, and then we switched over to that fucking sword. And he's like, you know, and I started out still kind of further out. But then he was like, okay, you can bring that in a little bit closer. And so with that fucking video, I bring that bitch in and, and fucking blow, and that fucker comes right back at me, as you see in the video. <laughs> And and he said, you don't hear it because it's not there, but he basically said, close it off, which was shut your mouth because he saw the backdraft coming. So he's just like, close it off. And I did. But then I felt this hot air fucking hit me. <laughs> and I, and that's where you kind of see me pull back a little bit, kind of do this. And when I get done, I could smell the singe that it, dude, it got me. It fucking singed my beard. Not a lot, just a little teeny tiny bit, but all of a sudden it was like, and I could smell it. And it was like, oh shit, that motherfucker was close. And even he was like, yeah, that was a bit close, man. He goes, but you, you closed your mouth when I told you to close it off. You just, you did it. You weren't freaking out about it. You weren't panicking. You were great. He goes, but yeah, that motherfucker was a bit close on that one. But that was the video 
Because after the singeing, I because the belly dancer was there videoing it. She was the one that took the videos. And even she could smell it. She's like, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, did you singe yourself? Because I could smell it. And I'm like, yeah, I think I did. I'm like, I got to go look in a mirror here in a little bit and see what's going on. And now you, you couldn't see it, you know, because it was over on this side. That was where it, it, it just, it, it gave me a little love tap, you know, that it's like, it was the fire going, remember motherfucker that you cannot master me. You can only manage me. But dude, it was so much fun. Uh, one thing, well, there's two things my instructor had said to me. The very first thing is he goes, okay, I, I want to just put this out there. It's kind of rare, but it's a thing. He goes, you could get what is called fire pneumonia. And I was like, okay, what's that? And he goes, well, that's when the fire comes back at you and you end up inhaling. So you literally suck the fire down your throat. He goes, and it burns your esophagus. It'll burn your lungs. And he goes, and if you get fire pneumonia, one, ultimately, worst case, it can kill you. And number two, whatever damage it does, that's permanent. You get to live with that forever. So just FYI, that's a real thing that if you <gasps> do that and suck in, you're going to pull all that shit in you. And you can't, you know, it's it's a reflex, but you just, you have to kind of learn to, to not suck in. You want to breathe out and shut your mouth, okay? And then the other one he says is you can get a thing. Well, you can get what is called fire drunk, where if you're doing a whole bunch and you're blowing and everyone's cheering and shit, you get drunk. And that's when you can fuck up and do some stupid shit and set yourself on fire. But he said the other thing that can happen, which did happen, is he goes, you can get what's called a fire hangover. You do it a whole bunch of times. Then like the next day you wake up and you feel fucking hungover. Like if you'd been out on a binge and that's how I felt Wednesday, I woke up and, you know, sit up and get out of bed. And I'm just like, Oh fuck. And I'm like, I feel dehydrated. I feel all fucked up. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is the, it was a dude. I was hungover all yesterday, the whole fucking day. I was drinking water like you wouldn't believe. I was doing all kinds of shit. And man, I was just dragging ass from it. And and I I even backed off because he was like, hey, you know, you want to take a break? I'm like, yeah, I want to take a break. And it was right after that one that I took a break. But then later he's like, hey, do you want to, you know, do some other things? Do you want to try some more? And I was just like, you know, no, I'm, I'm good right now. I think I'm going to just chill. And he's like, okay, you know, that's fine. And I'm glad I did because I think had I kept going, I would have just been like this complete piece of shit yesterday because dude i did i felt fucking hung over i was like god damn i feel like i went on a bender and and that's just kind of what happens i guess because he's like oh yeah and i guess you build a tolerance to it just like you do alcohol you know that ah, the more you do this the less the hangovers are you know the more you can tolerate it because i guess even he gets them but he's like oh yeah you know, we couple hours of fire performing the next day we're all pieces of shit you know it's like all right okay so it was a good time and that that's that's liquid paraffin you're blowing right correct yeah it's a lamp oil and that's a fun thing so before before i had ever done any of this 
he was like, okay, he told me about all the different kinds of fuels that are out there and all the stuff that YouTube fucking talks about, you know, assholes on YouTube. Because there was some guy, he was, you know, a quote unquote professional fire breather. And he was talking about, oh yeah, use white gas. And I remember going to this, this instructor of mine who happens to also... He's tied in in Utah with the fire marshals and all this safety shit as well as fire breathing. Yeah. And I mentioned to him, I was like, hey, what what about white gas? And he looked at me and he's like, really? Where did you hear that? And I'm like, oh, it was on YouTube, you know? He's like, no, dude. He's like, you do not want to blow white gas. Coleman fuel, basically. Yeah. He's like, you do not want to blow that. And I'm like, why not? He's like, well, do you like your teeth? Do you want to keep your teeth? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, think of meth teeth only yeah. worse. This shit will strip the enamel right off your teeth. Plus, if you swallow any, if you swallow enough, it's fatal. And whatever little bit you get goes straight to the liver, and the liver doesn't know what to do with it. The body doesn't know what to do with it. And so it just builds up there. It just stays with you. You never get rid of it. Damn. So, you know, hey, oh, you want cirrhosis without out, you know, without drinking? Hey, do white gas. You won't have any teeth and you'll get cirrhosis. And I'm just not and not have any fun to get there. No shit. That's where I was like, so what do you use? You know, what the fuck are you blowing? And that's when he told me there was this it's a lamp oil, but it's made out of paraffin. And if you pour it out and like set a match to it or try to light it with a lighter, it won't light. This shit will not burn because he, he demonstrated. He's like, ah, look, you know, he even poured it on his arm and lit his arm and nothing. And it's like, holy shit. He's like, it requires aspiration. It's, it's, it's gotta be in a mist form basically. And that's where he was like telling me before you ever actually do this, you need to practice. Like you need to make a mist. You can't shoot a stream or bleh, you know, you need to do a mist. And so I, you know, he's like practice in the shower, you know, get a mouthful of water and figure out how it works for you to make a mist. And that's what I figured out. Now my next challenge is, okay, you did that. And he's like, and that's fantastic. That's you did exactly what I wanted you to do. Now I want you to be able to do it in controlled bursts where it's further away in small amounts where like you could time it to music, for instance, like on a beat that you can blow two, three puffs type of thing. So it's kind of crazy. But the the viscosity of it, it's not like water. It's odorless. It doesn't smell. There's no odor to it. And it doesn't have any taste either. Having it in your mouth, it's not like gas or something where you're like, oh, fuck, this is nasty. It's it's thicker than water, but it it tastes like water so but at the same time don't swallow it kids because you'll bare minimum you get the shits from it you know because he told me that he's like well you shouldn't swallow it because yeah you'll get the shits but beyond that it, it it's it's not gonna kill you you're not gonna end up in the hospital you'll just have diarrhea and that's not fun so what's the um what what is the what is the procedure for when you catch your face on fire. Oh, okay. That's, you know what? He talked to me about that because that was one of the things that, you know, never practice or do this without supervision. Don't do it in your home by yourself type of thing. Don't think, Oh, I got this and fucking set yourself and your house on fire. 
So you need a safety, at least one, somebody who's watching you. And it's all about eye contact because you got a mouthful of fucking fuel. You can't just yell or say something to somebody. So you're kind of looking at them because they're watching you and thinking like, are you okay? Do you need help? Okay. So you need to be in eye contact with your, your safety, which he was there, but you couldn't see him because he was off camera. Right. But he's looking at me and I even kind of glanced over at him that I'm like, you know, I'm fine. But if you're in, if you're in trouble, the first thing that you have to teach yourself is not to inhale. Okay. Otherwise fire pneumonia, you get that shit and it can kill you. But if he realizes you're in distress, their job is, well, first you want to expel whatever you got in your mouth. You want to get it out. So you're literally like leaning forward and just spitting it out. Just it's all outward. You don't want to inhale. You don't want to swallow it. You just want to get it out. And then they come up behind you with like a damp to wet towel and basically throw it over your head. They don't cut off your circulation with them, but the idea is to pull it over your head to to, to smother the fire, mm-hmm. to get it, you know, if, if we're talking about your face being on fire. Right. They they literally run up behind you and do this so that it'll put out the fire so that ideally you're okay. And then at that point, if necessary, seek medical attention. And usually if you're on fire, you're even if it's quick, you're going to need medical attention because you're still looking at a first to second degree burn at that point. Right. You know, and so they usually have EMTs and shit on hand just in case that, fuck, we got to throw a towel over this guy's head. Yeah, we probably need to have him looked at and send him to the hospital to make sure there's not any lasting damage type of thing. So Um, are you, are you, is the, is the end game here? This is just something you wanted to do. Are you looking, are you joining some sort of performance troop? I'm joining a troop. That's what I was, I figured so. Yep. Yeah, this is this is just the beginning of a journey. And granted, this journey could end up resulting in my death. Ultimately, it's possible. Or me being seriously disfigured and scarred, it's possible. Yeah. But, you know, there's other tools that I plan to play with. It's not just about fire breathing. You know, that's just one of the things. Because most people I found out out of this dance troupe, out of this group of fire performers, most of them are like, yeah, fire breathing, go fuck yourself. They don't even want to go there. But where I'm like, dude, I want to breathe fire. I want to be a dragon. I can do this, you know? And that's where he was like, really? He's like, you're not scared? I'm like, oh, dude, I'm absolutely terrified. I'll admit it. I'm, 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 if I'm not afraid, that's something to be afraid of. I'm like, it is fire. And I know that shit can come back. Blink of an eye comes right back. I do not like fire. See, and I do, but I also know fire can fuck your world up in a New York minute. But dude, I've always been this way. I've always been kind of a thrill seeker, a risk taker. This is just the next step of it. It's just, it is. I mean, dude, I have a show called Let Them Burn. I have a fucking tattoo on my arm that's a a fire job. This whole thing on my wrist, the gauntlet is a fucking flame job. I've had cars that had flames on the side of them. Why not fucking play with the real thing? You know, I'm, I'm fucking, I, dude, I ain't right. I'll admit it. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not right. Hey. Mm. I'll drink to that. All right. Hey, I got to get to a couple of these super chats real quick. Nonstop Dre. Where's the applause? 
Rob officially brings a new meaning to hot breath, dude. I, I, I'll, it goes beyond hot breath. I'm telling you what, dude. Dre again. <laughs> Rob has a blowing instructor. Who's surprised? No one. <laughs> Of course, Dre. You know, Dre, if you weren't a member and you weren't throwing money at me, dude, I I might have to tell you to go fuck yourself. But I like it. You know, it still works. Ah, uh, and I know Chesty said something. Where where did he put it? There, right there. Must be atomized, like grain dust in a silo. That's exactly how this lamp oil, this paraffin lamp oil works. If it's if it's solid, it doesn't do shit. But if it's if it's a mist, man, boy, it, it's just like this grain dust, man. It fucking goes up and it goes up fast. That's crazy how fast it goes. So, yeah. But, dude, it's been so much fun doing that, even with the hangover, because I told the belly dancer that the next day. She's like, how you feeling? I'm like, man, I've been a piece of shit all day long. I'm just dragging ass. And, and I'm like, I feel like I just drank, you know, a gallon of fucking Ripple wine or something. You know, it's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. She's like, you're hungover? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking feeling it, and it sucks, but I, it was worth it. It's like, I'd do it again. You know, fuck it. I just, I, I'm learning my own limitations here, kids. Is this, is this part of the troupe that Belly Dancer is a part of? Vicariously. Like, uh, there's a, a woman, there's a husband and wife who are the instructors for multiple things. The right. husband does all the pyro stuff. He does all the fire shit, okay? And his wife happens to be a fire eater, and she's got fans and poi, which are these big ass looking balls of shit on the end of chains and shit that have fucking fire on them. And she's whipping them around and doing all kinds of shit. And there's a whole bunch of other people that do similar things. Hmm. The husband and there's like one or two other people and they're all dudes. They're not women when it comes to the fire breathing, you know, cause even the, the wife was like, yeah, that's not for me. You know, I, I let him handle that shit. And his beard's like down to here, dude. He's got the the, the captain beard going on, you know. And yeah. I'm like, you haven't set that fucker on fire. He's like, oh, yeah, I have. He's like, don't be surprised if you do yours bad enough, you have to shave your face. But he also told me ways to retard that, to prevent that, which, of course, I, you know, ignored completely on that first trial run. I didn't do any of that shit, which is why it got a little singed, you know. But he's like, ah, you're fine, you know. But the belly dancer, the the wife does a lot of instruction for belly dancing and LED light show type shit. And that's the part that the belly dancer is all involved in is all of that kind of stuff. But sometimes they mix them together where they have both fire performers and LED and all that stuff, belly dancing. They're all together in one big group because this next weekend, well, that's actually, yeah. Yeah, it's next weekend, not this weekend coming up. We have a, a big to-do in price. It's a fucking little shithole town out in the middle of nowhere. But they have a big thing going on and they have an after show because they have like a renaissance fair going on. And during that time, they're just doing their LED light show, that kind of shit. Yeah. But then after when, when the show, when everything's calling it a day, 
they have a fire show they're doing afterwards. And while I'm not going to be breathing during that one, because I don't know all the, the moves and the places and everything, I am going to be a part of it as a safety to make sure that the, the dancers, you know, the performers don't set each other on fire or set the LED girls on fire, all that shit. So I'm going to be off to the side watching that and hollering at people if I do see a flame popping up on a leg or something, just to warn them. You know, hey, you know, turn around and say, hey, belly dancer, right leg, you know, and then she can, you know, smack her leg or something if a, if a flame does touch her. Because some of their costumes are pretty flammable. Yeah. So, and that's another thing I learned about is like what not to wear and what to wear. It's like 100% cotton if you can, which is pretty hard to come by, but that's the best. Um, leather, kind of like I was wearing my jacket besides that it was cold. It was like, well, hey, leather's great because he's like, you all right if your jacket catches on fire just just in case. I'm like, oh yeah, dude, not a problem. He's like, all right, then let's roll. You know, is that is this a uh, is this purely recreational or do you get paid to do this? Right now, for me, it's completely recreational. I have to be licensed, which is actually what I'm working towards. But once I become licensed, I can actually get paid for this. And that is kind of one of my goals is like, hey, I want to do this. And wait, you motherfuckers can get paid for this? Wow, that sounds like fun and easy money other than, you know, burning alive. But I can do this. So, yeah. So that's the ultimate goal. No risk, no risk, no reward. Right, right. One of the... Go ahead. Uh, well, when you do, when you, are you uh, like medium term, are you going to, you know, do this commercially through this troop? Or are you going to go out on your own and get paid to do this? Both. Um, because, right, right. Well, the thing is, I don't know how other areas are, but with Utah, the, the license is individual. There, there's no umbrella license. Okay. Every performer has to have their own license and it's kind of the same with insurance because you have to be insured as well. And it's a minimum of a $3 million policy. Okay. That if you're at a venue and something bad happens to an audience member or the venue or whatever, (laughs) you need to be insured for a minimum of 3 million and there's no writers, there's no umbrella. It's like, no, you got to carry your own insurance. Okay. So even in a troop like this group, everybody's individual when it comes down to it, but it it allows me, you know, if they want to have me be a part of their shit, which I would, it's like, oh yeah, you guys are fucking badass. I want to be a part of what you guys are doing, but it also gives me the ability that if I wanted to do solo or go and do something with somebody else, I totally could. And there's nothing stopping me. Dude, you're going to, you know, assuming, you know, assuming you don't or until you do uh you know turn yourself into a piece of human charcoal you're gonna you know you're gonna it's gonna be you're gonna get laid so easy it's it's not even gonna be you know what the Dude, who, need, what? Who, who, who the fuck needs game when you're breathing fire <laughs> like, yeah, well that's that's kind of why i made that post the other day i'm like you're afraid to talk to girls and i breathe fire we are not the same because i'll tell you what my belly dancer literally got wet like right there watching me do it because she was like oh my god i thought you were hot 
She's like, I, I don't know if you could ever be hotter from what I just watched you do. And I was just learning. No I pun intended. Yeah, no shit. You know, but she's like, oh my God, that was so hot. And That's I even hilarious. sent pictures to Velvet. I didn't even send her the video. I just sent her some pictures. And she was like, oh my <laughs> God. And that's why I'm like, yeah, you fuckers are afraid to talk to girls and I'm a fire. You know, I breathe fire. We're not the same. Dude, that is so part of it. As I, you know, it was Roman, My fucking story. Roman opiate tales. Who's like, you know, you need to be an artist. Go to these artistic events. You know, there's always hot chicks there. And that's where I was like, and I believe him, but I was like, I'm going to fucking see if this is true. You know, because I want to do shit like this and see what chicks show up and what they think. And you're right. I could literally, you know, she could be like, oh, so, you know, what are you looking for? And what are you about? Turn around and go, hang on a second. <laughs> and, you know, fucking blow and, oh, my God. Yeah, dude, I could so see that happening. That's, it's, that's it's part of the deal. I'm not going to lie. Dre's got another one here. Here we go. Dre, Dre, uh, Dre, I love you, man. I love you. Does this officially make Rob a literal gamer? <laughs> oh, man, you guys are fucking killing me, but I'll keep taking your money. Not going to lie about that. Hey, that reminds me, kids, if you're watching this live, be blessed because unless you are a member after this show's over, it's for members only. If you want to watch the replay... Too bad, so sad, unless you're paying. So mm. Dante brought up a, an interesting thing. He goes, oh boy, insurance. I looked into it because that was one of the other things that I'm like, is this feasible for me? Can I afford to do this? Because I yeah. don't know what a $3 million policy runs you, but I found out it's like $500 for a year. So it's like, oh, yeah, I can afford that. That's, that's totally not doable. Not bad at all. I mean, at the very least, you're gonna you're gonna recoup that if you you know just do this minimally for a fee. So, oh yeah, yeah. dude, and I'll re I'll recoup it in poon. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a big part of why, besides just the whole thrill of it, you know, just the fact that it was Gene Simmons back in like 1977 during the Kiss Alive tour, the Kiss Alive two tour that I remember God of Thunder and he came out there and blew off of a sword and I was like this little kid and I'm like yeah. oh my god that's the baddest ass thing I've ever seen in my life and dude that's that's never left me that's never left me I'm still like man people that can blow fire I don't care you know oh well it's just alcohol or it's just this but dude there is an art to it man because I sure. thought that too I thought ah it's just this until I'm realizing, no, it's not just that. There's there's something to it. And if you fuck it up, dude, it can fucking kill you. And it can kill you fast. And that's where I'm like, oh, damn. That's where even my instructor is like, you sure you still want to do this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I still want to do this. I don't care. Let's let's do this. Well, the thing I like about it is, you know, you got, you know, gold member out there with his camera game. And you got like, you know, all these other dudes out there with all the game. But. You know, I you've I, I've yet to hear anybody you know pull Talking the uh, fire game, spitting <laughs> fire game. So that's pretty good. Yeah, spitting well, like, fire game, which is not game at all. You just spit your fire and let the literal <laughs> then reap the harvest. That's nice. That's it. Uh, that's right. Oh Jesus! <laughs> look at this. 
<laughs> I think he already knows how to do that. Oh, Chester already does, no doubt. You know. No, I meant you already do. Oh, dude, I dude, I cast spells because I am Legion, for I am many, man. I dude, I mean, that. like. You know, it's like, all right, hey, I'm going to go over here and spit fire, and then I'll cut, you know, y'all want to come over to my tent, I'll give you a reading, you know. <laughs> right? Dude. Ha I half price that you already paid. Me. Half price that you already paid for the fire show. Yep, dude. I'm telling you what, I can clean up a corner of the world that most motherfuckers never even knew existed. Between blowing fire and reading tarot, dude, I'm telling you what, I got I got the esoteric market covered. Talk about chick really crack. Do. I mean, you know, yeah. fuck astrology. <laughs> fuck astrology of the paranormal and MBTI. That's that's chicken yep. shit game right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll read your cards after I blow a bonfire, baby. That's right. Dude, dude, well, one of the tools I am going to get, because I've played with them as a kid and even as an adult, I've played with them on and off. Bull whips, but fire whips. Okay, They're a thing. I saw it on TikTok. There was a chick who had this bull whip that was on fire and she's cracking that motherfucker and whipping it around. And I'm like... I know how to do, I know how to make a bull whip crack and how to do shit. I just need to learn how to do it with fire. They're a real thing. And and there was one of the girls that's one of the, the fire performers. She actually had one. She's like, oh, you mean this? And I'm like, can I? I want to check this motherfucker out. So yeah, everyone was like, oh yeah, they're, they're not, they don't last very long as far as, you know, you can't do like a five minute song with them. Yeah, but they're cool. great for like ending a show because you come out and you, you know, you literally have this fucking Balrog fire whip that's all fucking lit up and you're popping it and blowing fucking, you know, fire bombs off of it. You know, it's good for about 30 seconds, maybe a minute. But I'm like, dude, I could so do that. That would be so much fun, you know, because I want to do, do more than just breathe fire. That's just the beginning. So. Oh, yeah. You got to have the you know whole show with Dio playing and. You know, <laughs> I see lightning. That's right. You know, yeah, that kind you, of shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's the point. That's the whole idea. That's, that's kind of what I'm I'm looking at doing. You know, like I said, everybody's worrying about talking to chicks or like that one retard said earlier today, you know, what was it? Oh, fuck, I'd have to, I got to look it up now. It was the one where I said, this is literally the dumbest take I've seen. And that's saying something. He was talking about, you know, guys are getting fucking, you know, girls are taking a piece of your soul every time they fuck somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> I'm just like, man. Oh, my God. Dumbest take I have seen, and that's saying something. Same idea, you know, that it's like you guys are going on about the whamming. Meanwhile, I'm over here trying not to burn myself up. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, learn some game. And if you can't learn game, learn how to breathe fire. And if you can't do that, well, you're not going to make it. Well, the funny thing is that, you know, uh, chicks got nothing on uh, on dudes where the fucking woo woo is concerned. I mean, when there's a chick, you know, when there's a chick going on about chick crack, I just think, you know, oh, that's cute. When a guy yeah. does it, it's like, that's just fucking pathetic, man. Yeah, I mean, right. Especially when they believe it, they've convinced themselves and probably in 20 years, they're not going to believe it. Cause most of those dudes, you know, they're either young, they're young. And then the few I old dudes, know, that do, they're just doubling down. Cause they don't, I, have I don't know, else. man. I don't know, dude, when I was doing tarot and all the other crap I was doing, 
the saddest thing. It wasn't the women that were sad because they, they've been lied to their whole lives by everybody. So I forgive women, but dude, it was the guys and there wasn't a lot of them, but it was the guys that would come in that I'm just like, Oh my God, you are lost. You know, you're coming to me asking me for, you know, esoteric, paranormal, metaphysical advice. It's like, Oh my God, Nick, dude, it's it. I would make fun of these guys if I didn't feel so bad for them because yeah. they were the, the true definition of lost, dude. Retardation. Like, wow, you're really buying this? You know, because, you know, I wouldn't. I, I didn't. I've had readings and I'm like, you know, walk in and be like, hey, give me a reading. Okay, you know, it's usually a woman or a gay dude, whatever. But they're sitting down and they get all serious and I'm sitting there, you know, giving them a serious face because it's all kayfabe. It's all acting. But at the end, I'm like, hey, that was good. You know, thanks. It was good entertainment, you know, and then I get up and walk away. I pay them their money because they did a good job, you know, but I don't buy it. It's like, that's ah, all bullshit. These guys fucking bought it, dude. That, like I said, I'd make fun of them, except I can't. It's like, ah, oh, I actually feel bad for them. Out of all the retards on the internet, I, I don't feel bad for any of them. These guys, I actually genuinely feel bad for. It's like, well, you have to buy this shit. Wow. We were talking about this a little bit before, uh, you know, in the green room. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I want to I wanna bring that back up again because I think it's important. If you look at, well, two things this week. One is, you know, all the usual retardation on Twitter. And, and the interesting thing is on Twitter in particular is that... Like for people who take a, a a closed, you know, a closed belief or a closed system or something that is just, uh, you know, it has to be factual. It has to be the truth that everybody looks for something like that to just double down on. And, and the thing that got me on all of that is this week, for whatever reason, you know, I told you I've been, I'm, I'm back on muscle relaxers because I, I've got that herniated disc in my neck and that's all <laughs> fucked up again so that's why i'm not drinking alcohol tonight is because i'm loaded Fair. up with <laughs> loaded up with cyclobenzaprine so oh, tranked up yeah and uh and uh you know so i've i've been uh i've been pretty immobile for the last couple of weeks and i've been sitting here watching a lot of for some reason i decided to watch a lot of 9-11 videos videos oh about boy. 9 11 okay so you're going down that rabbit hole okay yeah it was like you know what the fuck you know and uh <laughs> i'm tranked up well let's watch 9 11 that's right <laughs> like dude i'm so fucked up but anyway <sighs> as but, long as you don't start watching flat earth okay no nah. well i mean i might just for shits and giggles but <laughs> you should <laughs> But the interesting thing about the Nile, I, I did stumble across this one short mini series on National Geographic about it, and this was actually really, really good because you know this wasn't a this wasn't really about like conspiracies and you know you know who who were the hijackers who all this kind of stuff. This was just actual conversations with a bunch of people who were there, and I had never seen this before. And most of these people, I don't think, appear in any other videos that I've seen on it. And so you know there was a you know some of the interviews were with first responders some of them were people who worked in the building etc cetera, etc cetera. um and you know one of the saddest stories was there was this this girl who had won this 
best science essay contest who was on the flight that hit the Pentagon. And she had, she lived in, I think, New Jersey and, and she, or DC, I don't remember, but she had won this science essay contest. I think she was like in the fifth grade or something. And the, and the first, and the prize was she got to go to this sea lab in Hawaii and she was going to get to like, you know, swim with dolphins, do all this other kind of crap, whatever it was. She happened to, you know, but the flight getting her to Hawaii happened to be flight 77 Oh Jesus. Hit, hit the Pentagon and it was heartbreaking. And they interviewed both her mom and her dad, which both were equally heartbreaking. Mm. But the interesting thing about, you know, what the mom, the mom's interview, and this is probably one of the reasons why I watched all this shit this week for the psychological and behavioral shit is that she was talking and she said, you know, I know, I know that my little girl wasn't aware of any of this that happened. I know she fell asleep on the plane. I know her teacher put a blanket over her. I know that God took her before any, you know, before the plane hit the building because God's merciful and he wouldn't let, you know, something like that happen. And and so there were, there was there was this whole story she invented for herself so she could just get through that now obviously i'm not shitting on that because right. you know, jesus christ how do you how do you even wrap your i can't even wrap my head around that now yeah, same, um, same. yeah you I know can't wrap my head around it either but but it's it the older i get the the more i i i see the way the human mind works and pretty much unless you work really hard to try to be factual about things, you know, all of, all of, all of our beliefs, all of our meanings, all of this stuff is just that shit that we've evolved or we've programmed ourselves, you know, to do, um, to not look at things as they are, to look at things, how we want them to be so that we I can get from one be. day to mm -hmm. the next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and you know, there are, that's obviously not the old, you know, that's an extreme example. Right. But you could see this and, you know, when when we argue with each other, when we argue on Twitter, when we say, you know, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm an Episcopal, I'm a Catholic, I'm a feminist. I'm, I'm a, a conservative. I'm a progressive. I'm yeah. a tradcon. I'm a I'm red pill. I'm this yeah, or that. Blue pilled, whatever. Yeah. We, we have all we have all this shit that we say that we are. But you know, the fact of the matter is, all that stuff is shit that we make up in our head. That doesn't correspond to the physical world that we live in. You know, life is behavioral. It's not. It's not administrative. And yet, we're stuck in the administrative part. And you know, we have to. We have to cling to all this shit to give us the answers that we want, you know, to, 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 you know, no, this isn't, this isn't a shitty thing that happened. And my, you know, my precious child, my precious innocent child who never should have experienced this went through something horrible that I just can't handle and I can't deal with it. And understandably so, but we do that for everything. We really do. We do that for so much more than I think, you know, even where we're, I'm a libertarian, you know, I'm a constitutionalist, I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, eh. <laughs> you know, you're, you're a sack of protoplasm. That's what you are. You know, that's right. Well, somehow the donuts had to be made. <laughs> oh, okay. Donuts, the donut, donuts don't just make themselves. Right. <laughs> Non-stop Dre 360 for $2. Rob's goal is to get paid to blow rainbows. Oh, 
fire. <laughs> you motherfucker, Dre. Bacon. <laughs> Goddamn bacon for 556. I see what you did there, sir. Random dude on Twitter. How do I get to girls? Rurb. Shit-eating grin while slowly raising an open flame. Dude, I'm telling you what. Got a bottle of paraffin in your pants, or are you just that's happy right? To see you just me? fucking happy to see me, right, dude? Chesty, I am the chick crack circus. I'm telling you what, man. I have this market cornered. All you guys thinking, hey, I want to learn about chick crack. No, you don't. Go back to go back to night game. Go back to lifting weights and going to the bar and doing all that shit. Go back to talking to chicks in the fucking grocery store. When you get into the metaphysical end of things, dude, no, you 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 can't even. I'm just telling you. After today, we're all in the Lincoln chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big Rob's coming. Great. Fire, fire. <laughs> well, I got to do it right, though. I got to do it right. Fire, fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, got to do it right. Hey, what do uh, you do? Oh, yeah, I, you know, I play I guitar fire. and fuck with crypto. Hey, what do you do? <laughs> I breathe fire. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so uh, like, you exactly. know. Wait, what? You breathe fire? What? Yeah, you, come here and watch. <laughs> Betatization by standing too close to Rurb. <laughs> 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 oh shit and well it was you chest who brought up uh james randy man i gotta give a lot of respect for bringing him up yeah. because he had the million dollar challenge and nobody fucking won it the few who were like i'm your huckleberry could not fucking beat him it was so great uh yeah i, I wish he was still around i love that guy you know he just posted a picture of him today and i didn't recognize him yeah, it was James Randy right before he died. I didn't recognize him. I thought it was, I was like, who's that, Deloitte George Bruno? <laughs> yeah, like, I saw that too. No, it's James Randy. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, his, his health deteriorated pretty quick at the end. But yeah, that was right before he died. Uh, the minute I saw that picture, I was like, oh, fuck, I know who this is. The fact that, well, of course, Chest knows. Uncle Chesty fucking literally knows everything. You know, the, he's a man of many talents. And the fact that he knows who James Randy is, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, fuck. we got to school the children, apparently, because here, here's Uncle Chest going, you fuckers don't even know. And it's like, well, it's true. They don't. And the, half the chat's probably like, who? And it's like, yep. Yeah, you motherfuckers don't even know who James Randy is. He I mean, was the original guy who hated grifting. He was the original guy. And he had a million-dollar challenge to say, Prove your grift. Show me you're telling the truth. And if you can, I will pay you a million dollars. And nobody could fucking do it. Nobody. He goes, he got, man, he goes way back. That's, you know, the, way the younger crowd. Way, the younger yeah, crowd is likely not to know. have him. no idea. It's like, you motherfuckers have no clue. You go back and look up James Randy. You fuckers have no idea. Yeah, dude, he's up there with P.T. Barnum, only like James Randy was literally the good guy. He really right. was. Right. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, you guys don't even know. You don't even know. Jesus, Marty. You know, out of all the guys that I'm putting the chat up here, you know, I'm, I'm throwing you on blast, Marty. I'm surprised you're not a member yet. But then again, I'm not because you're really? kind of a cheap ass, you know. But they're just saying, but I love you, Marty. You're good. 
Exactly, dude. I am exactly how you've seen me on the shows, dude. I am exactly like this in real person. You know that that brings that brings up one of the things that always pisses me off is was always, hey, you know that guy's just like he, you know, in real person, like he is online. What the fuck else are they going to be? You know, unless unless you've got some guy who's an anon who's online, you know talking about talking all kinds of shit about money and babes and everything you know <laughs> how, how much different is somebody going to be from how they sit there and talk online as opposed to you know when they're off when you, you know sit down and have a beer with them in the real world i mean i i, I that whole that whole thing just you know i don't i don't even get where people are coming from well, you know, uh, in all fairness, when I first got on Twitter, and we're going back a few years, and I saw some of the, the the retards and some of the guys that are no longer around now, you know, ironically, but I initially thought at the time, and this is the same with some guys that are still around, I thought, oh man, no way, That's this has got to be a show. This has got to be a show. Because it's it's too much WWF. There's just too much kayfabe, too much bullshit. They cannot be like this in real life, okay? And then I started meeting some of them. And I realized real fast, oh, no, 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 they're not acting. This is how they really are. And that's where I've gotten to the point now when I see, you know, a Spurg acting like a Spurg, I'm like, that's, that's not a show. You're seeing no. them flaunting, you know, they're, they're doing the whole... Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck They're me. doing that shit. They're doing Buffalo Bill. You know, that I'm like, oh shit. Okay. When this when this retard acts like a retard, he's a retard. That's what I've learned. And that's that's why I've been muting guys. And now that I learned, you know, thanks to our Lord and Savior Elon Musk, I've learned that, oh, here's the algorithm. Likes matter most, retweets are next, and then comments are the least. I'm getting on board of the whole. I'm not going to mute motherfuckers anymore. I think I'm just going to start blocking them because I don't want to see their stupid shit at all in any form. Cause even when you mute a guy, one of your followers, yeah, I'm looking at some of you guys. I'm looking at some of you because I mute a retard, but then I see one of my followers, a mutual fucking retweeting the guy or quote tweeting the guy, unless you're putting him on blast. I'm like, bruh, Really? You, it still shows up for me. And that's where I'm like, what, when do they not show up ever? When you block them. So I'm, I'm getting to that point of, yeah, I think I just need to start blocking motherfuckers. Fuck them. Well, you know, I, I reduced my followers by 90% just so I wouldn't have to deal with that. And fuck me. I'm, I'm, I'm having, I'm having more problems with Spurgs than I ever have before. And I've got, I've got, you know, one tenth of the, you know, of the people who follow me. So, well, you know, I'm almost thinking I, I may need to go your route and like create a whole nother account and just be like, here, you know, this is me for you, Mish and fucking chest and, you know, like seven other guys in the chat and that would be it. And be like, who's that asshole? And I'd, I'd tell you guys, <laughs> if you fucking out me, I'm blocking you. You know, don't even bring it up. They're like, I don't know. He's just kind of cool. You know, he's some asshole out in the middle of Zimbabwe or something, you know, because I'm just like, man, I fucking can't even anymore. <laughs> Why did you take up fire breathing? Because of you retards. That's how. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, I got to get this out of my system somehow. Might as well go breathe fire. <laughs> well, I was, 
you know, I, I was rolling along nice and slow as it was, and, and I was still having problems. So then, you know, Rolo, that motherfucker, he retweeted me again. And Mr. Hey, man, I just work here. <laughs> motherfucker retweeted something, and then all of a sudden I had an influx of, yeah. you know, because when oh. you know, because when when Rolo retweets you, it's not like you know all the cool guys that have a life and that you know aren't looking just to you know start shit somewhere. They're no, not the ones who come flooding in. Already following you. Those guys are already following you. It's, it's the, that hundred million retards that fucking show up. Yeah, it's, it's the guys who just you know <laughs> they 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 need something to give their sad lives meaning, so they decide to. You oh, know, wanna, David, the, the seal of approval. He must be red billed. <laughs> mm. You know, just for shits and giggles, I retweeted that thing about red pill ideology again this week. And yeah, I saw that. There wasn't that much, you know, luckily this time there wasn't that much, Not as uh, much traction. <laughs> there were a couple, though. There were a couple who got on there and they're like, well, actually, you know, red pill with this, blah, 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 blah. blah actually. Blah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, mm. it's like, God damn. But, you know, that's what I get for doing it. So. Uh, well, you know, it, it, it is. This is why kids, you know, well, where is it? Someone just said it. God damn it. Where is it at? Shit there it is. Things. Megatron. There it is. Breathe fire and touch grass, just not at the same time. <laughs> sir, sir, I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ. If the grass is green, breathe and touch same time. Now, if the grass is yellow, maybe you have a point. I'll, I'll go with that one. Ah, oh, kids. Yeah, and you know, Chesty keeps talking about these OG grifters like Edgar Casey and you oh know, my whoever God, else. Edgar Casey, holy fuck! Let's and, dig him out of the dusty vault. Oh fuck, he was a good one too. I mean, just yeah. just just think how easy it was. 150 years ago to sell snake oil or to, you know, believe Dude, that, you're talking about the time when mentalism or, or uh, spiritualism to be, to be a mentalist, to yeah. be a spiritualist, all that kind of shit. Oh man. I, I missed out on that time frame. Yeah. People had, and this gets back to kind of like what I was ranting about earlier. People had so few tools at their disposal. Mm-hmm to have an understanding of, of the world and to have an mm -hmm. opportunity to travel and to, you know, be able to, uh, you know, to be able to share information to debunk mm -hmm. these frauds, you fast forward to now and people have so many, there, there is so much more evidence mm -hmm. and there are so many more opportunities for people who make outlandish claims to be able mm -hmm. to prove them. And, and yet people still believe the same dumb shit. Oh, and, exactly. Oh. And you know, there are there are certain things out there that I think deserve to be questioned, but there's mm -hmm. also a lot of stupid shit out there that I don't see how you don't just automatically know it's stupid shit right when you hear it. And that's the right? that's the real travesty. And that just shows you how 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 we are made and how easy it is to exploit those things you and I were talking about before the show that, you know, were developed for legitimate evolutionary reasons. Mm -hmm. Like you were like you were saying to either, you know, procreate or to stay, you know, be able to be accepted by the tribe and not get, the, you know, run off a cliff in the middle of the night. Right. But 
but all those things now are just, you know, easily exploitable by anybody who's, you know, who's savvy enough to exploit them. Let me ask you this, Nick, and for the guys in the chat, for for Chesty specifically, okay, but you other guys can chime in because you're going to anyway, but I I am curious as a whole, but between you, Nick, and and Chest, do you think that with what you just said about the, you know, 100 years ago and all the stuff, do you think we're more gullible today given the fact that we have this technology the fact that if you do the homework you do the research you do the do the due diligence that you can find out that yeah that's bullshit okay do you think we're more gullible today or like more lazy or or what's the deal i i really want to hear what all of you think because I'm curious about this, that like you said, that even though, you know, 100 years ago, spiritualism and mentalism and all this other nonsense and everybody bought it because nobody knew what they didn't know. OK, and here we are, you know, fast forward at least 100 years. We got the Internet at your fingertips. You have the world of knowledge. And yet, from my perspective, everyone's just as retarded now as what I've read about 100 years ago. And, and I'm like, how, how is it that you can be just as retarded, if not more, when I look at the gay monastery? It's like, how can you be this retarded, given the fact that you have this knowledge and you have the ability to access it compared to 100 years ago? I'd so, have to, I would, if, you know, I don't know, but I would, my guess would be that we're even more gullible now because we live in our heads more now than we did 150 years ago. And I think that look at COVID. Okay. COVID. Mm, what what happened point. during COVID? COVID. COVID was this entire exercise. I mean, there were two retarded things that came out during COVID. One is going all in on you have to have a vaccine. This is this is the this is necessary to save lives. And if we didn't have the vaccine, probably more people would have died. The second retarded thing is that this was entirely a planned thing in order to execute some, you know, high level plan that the Illuminati, you know, set in motion 250 years ago or whatever. And and I think the answer is more complicated than all of that. But those are the two simple explanations that a whole shitload of people devolved into because we can't just say this is some fucked up shit and there are a lot of opportunists here who exploited it for their own political and economic ends. It, it has to be some sort of, you know, occultic grand plan or it has to be some sort of, you know, um, hugely altruistic, um, you know, uh, you know, plan that was executed by the government and if you don't believe in the vaccine then you're anti-science and you're all this other stuff look at how quickly whenever anything comes up either in life or in a stupid debate on twitter people have to go all in on one thing or another and they can't just say man this was just some fucked up shit (laughs) and the truth is that life is mostly just a bunch of fucked up shit and then a bunch of good shit that you managed to create for yourself within, you know, while dodging all the fucked up shit, you know, all the shit bombs that keep falling from the sky, you effectively dodge them, you build a roof, you know, you somehow manage to have a good life 
in spite of you know the Illuminati and everybody else who's doing all this other <laughs> crazy shit. And I and that doesn't mean there aren't there aren't elites. There aren't certain elites who have agendas because there are. You know, there are political parties that have agendas. I have a fucking agenda. We all have Dude, a fucking we all agenda. Have a fucking agenda. Yeah. Right. And and so we all these agendas. We're in competition with with each other. Some people have more money and power to nudge things in their direction. Right. You know, to nudge bigger segments of society in their direction. And then some of us just want to keep our head down, have a good life, and, uh, you know, just be prepared to, you know, to, you know, shoot people if we have to start shooting people that are advancing on our position. But, right. aside, from, but aside from that, you know, but, but you know, on Twitter, uh, and, and, you know, Twitter is a good place to see this play out during the pandemic or pandemic. Yeah. Is, is that, is that you know, everybody just, you know, goes, goes wholesale into one camp or another. And, and that's, that's why, you know, that's why I don't have a lot of friends because, you know, <laughs> because no matter who you are, you're, I, uh, I probably think you're full of shit because you've, you've, <laughs> you've just, you've just, you've just dove head first into and, and and that's one of the things that characterizes the the few friends I have down here in real life is you know they're they're they all basically have that same attitude is like all right you know fucking prove it if you can't prove it I'm not saying you're not right but I'm also not going to you know sign your petition and send you money and get on your bandwagon and everything else I'm going to continue building my life you know, the way I want it. And, uh, you know, I'll keep an eye on the horizon and I'll keep an eye on the sky, but you know, for the most part, I'm not getting sucked into your stupid cause because, <laughs> you know, because it's, because it's just, even, even if I, even if I agree with you on in principle, you know, there are just too many people that they retreat to their headspace and they just take it to ridiculous lengths and ridiculous levels and you know i expect i expect evidence i expect um you know something that's grounded in reality and so you know i got into this you know my my mom of all people got really upset with me during covid because i refused to get the jab you know we talked oh, about yeah. this back then. yeah dude my dad was he wasn't quite to the level of your mom but it's your mom but he still he couldn't understand why I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. You know, and, and and so and so my mom, you know, we were talking on the phone and she was in tears because, you know, she said, Well, you know, we don't want to get infected. So I don't see how we're gonna be able to get together for Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. And this really breaks my heart and and everything else. I was like, Well, you know, I understand. You know, and they were so they were well, yeah, they're they were, you know, they're in their 70s. They were scared. You know, they bought into all of the fear mongering and everything else. And and so I just said, you know, well, I'm sorry, too. But, you know, eventually this will blow over. And if if that's you know, if that's how if that's what you think you need to do to be secure in your house and you think that my presence there is going to be some kind of threat then I understand, you know, I'm not, you know, whatever. And then she's like, uh, she's, well, why won't you, why won't you get the vaccine? And I was like, well, why should I? I was like the there's, you know, first of all, this thing was developed really fast. Second of all, I had COVID I'm pretty damn sure. And, oh yeah, you did. You, you know, 
And I was over, you know, I'm over, I was over 50 when I got it and all, you know, I was in that group. And, and you got like, it in one of the, like the original first strain too, when it was actually a little bit hardcore. Right. Wow. Off my, off my Vegas trip. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah the, you were down for like a month. I remember that. And I flew a lot that, that month, that was December of 2019. And I was like, you know, I mean, it was, it was a little bit shitty, but you know, here I am and I'm, you know, I'm not worried about it. And, uh, just like, I'm not worried about all the other, you know, bugs and flus and shit that I've gotten, that I've gotten, uh, you know, over the years. So, mm-hmm. so I'm not really all that worried about it, but I'm certainly not going to take, you know, a, you know, if, if, if we're going to get back to, you know, prove to me why I really truly need this vaccine, when most people who get this of all ages don't die from it. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that people who do die from it already have serious health issues that make them much, much weaker than an average healthy person. And then you couple, you pile on that people who seem to be healthy, who, you know, seem to be, you know, athletes and shit who take it seem to be having more, you know, problems with it. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's actually valid, but you know that's another narrative that's being pushed. But I'm like, I don't see any particular reason to get it because I don't see people dropping in the streets bleeding from the eyes. And I'm like, you know, this has gone on, you know, this has gone on long enough. And you know, the worst thing that happens is you got you know these bitchy women driving around the suburbs yelling at people, you know, yelling at these crazy kids who are out riding their bikes. And I'm like, you know, there's there's nothing to see here. This is this is absurd. There is no reason to panic and to take such extreme measures for all this. So, yeah, so I don't see any reason to take it. And I don't think that I'm putting people at risk. Therefore, you know, I'm not going to take some sort of weird cocktail and let, you know, these fuckers in the government who I already hate and don't trust, you know, jab it in my arm unless they can demonstrate a really good reason. And they haven't demonstrated that to me at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for her, it was just like, I'm going to take it because we're old and I'm scared. And I'm like, (laughs) exactly. all right, all right. That's, that's your prerogative. You know, that's your choice. I hope it works out for you. (laughs) She said, I hope it works out for you. You know, and then two weeks later, she called me up and she said, oh, please come up for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I, you know, just disregard everything we talked about. And I was like, all right. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, then what did we go through all this shit for? You know? Right. Well, it even goes back to what you were talking about, you know, in the green room, as you call it. I like that. I like that. The fucking green room. Uh, the, the whole thing, we were having our existential conversation before we decided to, you know, show up for these, you know, chat holes. It goes all back to that, you know, it's, it's all part of the big kayfabe of, of, you know, why are we here? (laughs) It really does. (laughs) Yep. And you know, there's just, if you, if you, if you really, if you backtrack, you know, years ago, I got, I got really hard on myself about all the shit that I just automatically reacted to and responded to and and I and I could sense that I was I was getting to be too too quick to both you know get high on my own farts and this is in my 30s to get high on my own farts and to you know <laughs> believe what you know was just you know supposed to be common knowledge but that I didn't have any that I have any yeah, I was waiting wrong. for the ball did nothing wrong I knew I knew it was coming <laughs> 
<laughs> but well, I was waiting for that one. I was, you know, literally praying to the dark Lord, please, chest, please say it. And he did. <laughs> I remember, I remember watching this, this news story with my in-laws and my ex-wife years and years ago, back when I was in my thirties and I was a new power dad and you know, I, I was, <laughs> I was winning. Um, and, uh, and we're watching this news story on TV about, I don't remember if it was Florida or where it was, but some, you know, some kid was playing in his backyard and, you know, somebody's giant Python got out and killed the kid. You know, the kid was like, Oh, he started playing with it. And the thing wrapped itself around him and the kid and the kid died or something. And, you know, the women in the group were immediately, Oh, well, here's what should have happened. You know, this person, you know, you know, whoever, you know, whoever let the Python out, or maybe it was something that just, you know, had gotten out, you know, somebody flushed it years ago and it was just roaming around, whatever, you know, and everybody's like, well, the state should have found it already. And, you know, these parents who let their kids play in their own backyard without supervision and everything else. And I was like, just like we were talking about earlier, sometimes bad shit just happens. There's not a reason for it. It can't necessarily be prevented, you know, but why are we looking at you know, maybe somebody fucked up, but why is the first thing we do always, oh, I got to blame. I got to find the person to blame. Let's, let's find the person to blame and let's bitch about that for a while. Oh well, and, you know, fast forward to now, you know, it's the wham. And yes, yeah, sometimes, most of the time though, it's because you're a pussy and you roll over for the wham. And that's what the real oh. issue is. It's not, or, that, it's or, not, go ahead, go ahead, finish. Or poor, Warren Zevon, poor, poor, pitiful me. Hat, hat tip to Ty Cobb out there, you know, because she referenced that this week. But um, yeah, let's find somebody to blame instead of taking responsibility for the fact that I was just a blue pilled pussy. And, you know, for whatever reason, that's my responsibility. And I went through a divorce and I just rolled over and gave up all this shit. Well, you didn't have to roll over and give up on all this shit. You didn't have to roll over for your kids. Yeah, maybe you got a bad shake in the divorce. Most of, like we've talked about before, most of the divorces that I see um, from people that I know is either the outcome isn't really all that bad or they fucking rolled over because they wanted it to be over. And most oh, yeah. of the shit we do in life is you just roll over because you want it to be over. We we you just we just fuck up and we don't fight ah. for what we want. We want to be the nice guy. We want to be whatever else. And if you we want to blame, we want to just be done. Whatever. And if there, you want to blame, if you want to blame the feminists and the whammon and the shit for that, go ahead. And there is stuff that they need to be blamed for. But that's just like saying that. Well, you know. Uh, you know, if, if we're going to hold women accountable for having agency and expect, you know, whatever happens, a woman has agency, then why the fuck are you as a man not accepting your own agency in the dumb shit that you've done in life and just get beyond it? And I'm not talking about those situations, which I think are at one of the extremes of the bell curve where people are truly, you know, dudes are truly victimized and, plotted against and shit and i know that shit happens that does right, go but on that, that honestly is the outlier it well really and even even my ex you know she tried a little bit of that shit with me and i just i came back i came right back at her and i was like if you're gonna play that game let's play it let's fucking play that game because i can play that game 
until you know uh vesuvius erupts again you know it's like you know and i'll make it fucking erupt again if i have to you know it's like it's like you gotta you gotta if you if you don't stand up for yourself there is no other line of defense for you well there's that i'll agree with everything you said i'll agree with every fucking piece because i get it but there's another piece that a lot of guys fucking get caught up on too and that is this Okay, and I've I've seen some guys who mean well and and they're much younger than me. And maybe Nick, maybe you've got a different experience than than I do. Maybe Chesty has a different experience than I do. You know, Chesty's a bit younger than me, but at the same time, he's close enough and he's wise in his ways and his old age. But the other thing I'm thinking too is you know, guys talk about, you know, the whammon did this, the whammon did that, and, you know, it's all whammon's fault, and yeah, you know, let's hold them accountable, but no accountability for the dudes because you rolled over and you were a pussy. And I get all of that. <clears throat> but what if, what if it had nothing to do with you? Now, I'm not talking the divorce rape because you rolled over or she was a harpy, you know, straight from hell. She was part of Lucifer's army type of thing. I'm not talking about them, okay? What I'm talking about is when I see guys try to mind read what women are doing. Well, if she did this, then that means that. And if she didn't do this or didn't say that, then this means this. What if you are so fucking insignificant it had nothing to do with you, okay? Again, I'm not talking about the divorce rape and getting raked over the coals because she was Lilith, destroyer of the worlds, or maybe you were a pussy and you rolled over and you just wanted it to be done and you wanted to take the moral high ground and I'm better than this and so I'll take my beatings because I want to carry the cross too, just like Jesus. Okay, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about... The day-to-day -day nonsense that I see, you know, guys quibbling over, well, she said this, or she wore that, or she did this. And I'm like, you're mind reading, and you don't know the fucking truth. And the truth is, it doesn't matter. And honestly, she probably didn't even think about you. You weren't even an afterthought. She was thinking about other shit. Why did she ghost you? Who knows? It's like there was a scene, I believe, in Mad Men. I think, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. There was the two guys, and I haven't watched Mad Men. I've just seen the meme, okay? But there was this meme where one guy goes, what do women want? And the other guy goes, who cares, okay? Every time I, I've dealt with guys, whether it's in a show or online or I, I see the bullshit on Twitter, I see a lot of mind readers, a lot of guys, you know, speculating, Throwing their their dice, you know, they're throwing their lot in going, well, the women mean this and the women mean that. You know, if she doesn't get back to you in, you know, in 4.2 minutes, then, then, dude, she's talking to another cock. And so you need to wait at least 17 hours before you text her back. And God forbid if you use emojis. Because if you do, you're not going to make it. And I'm sitting here going, well, guys, I've I've been a professional. Professional meaning I've been paid a lot of money over time, okay? To read cards, to, to read astrology, to read the charts. 
Guys, when you hear about chick crack, dude, seriously, I, I know what they're talking about. I did it for years. And I'm like, man, these women don't know what the fuck's going on. And it's all bullshit. It's all escaping accountability on all parts. That's what it is. But if you really think that you're that fucking significant in a woman's eyes, dude, you have no idea how insignificant you really are. They really do not give a fuck in the long picture. They don't care. You're just another dude, ultimately. And either that can crush you and destroy you, or it'll be the very thing that sets you free, that you can be like, oh, well, that whammon ain't shit. You're right. Neither are you. So go and do what you want to do and stop speculating and mind reading and worrying about what they're thinking. Oh, is she thinking about me? No, dude, she never gave you a second thought. So why do you care? Seriously, that's why all this bullshit is just bullshit. It's like, ah, do your thing. Whatever it is, go do your thing. Have fun. And if she's willing and wants to come around when you go, hey, I got time. Are you available? Yeah, I'm available. Well, there you go. Then go do your thing. Otherwise, nope, I'm busy. Okay. And you go find someone else who's available or you, you know, talk shit on the internet, whatever you want to do. Create your own elaborate story, but realize your story's full of shit. Just well, we need to return. <laughs> you know, and the funny, the funny thing about that is that, you know, you know, return, like we've always talked about, we, you know, return. Well, you know, Chess makes a good point. You know, she's either, that's the other Madonna whore complex, right? She's either Lilith or the most responsible teenager in the room. And, you know, but they want her, but they talk about her like she's both. And, you know, all that reveals is that in your head, you are a little boy. You haven't grown up yet. You haven't, you know, learned what the world is like. You haven't eaten of the fruit of the tree of good and evil. You haven't you haven't seen the elephant. You haven't done any of the shit you need to do in order to see what life is is really like. And this isn't just, you know, this isn't a, just about the whammon. This is about, you know, this is about everything. This is this is about how you go out into the world and and build your life as a young man when, you know, you graduate from high school or for whatever that when whatever the year is, whatever the date or age is, you know, for when you have to do it, um, you know, that's that's what it's really all about. And game and all this other kind of shit, you know, the 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 real purpose of talking about game is to narrow down one aspect of human behavior, you know, sexual uh, sexual sexual dynamics and intersexual you know relationships, and focus on human behavior as it applies to that because that's part of what you're most dudes are going to want to do. They want to, they want to get a woman or they want to get, you know, many women. They want to get a wife. They want to settle down. They want to have kids. What's the best way to go about doing that? Well, you know, in the 21st century where, you know, unlike 200 years ago, women aren't dependent on men for their economic survival or their financial success. They can choose to be, but they don't have to be. And so to treat this like we're still living 200 years ago where women had, you know, where feminism hadn't happened, where all this other shit hadn't happened is just ridiculous. That doesn't mean that I think it's a good thing that all this shit happened. I'm just dealing with society as it is, not with as I wish it would be or that I wish we would return to. Because let me tell you something, we ain't returning to shit. The only, 
the only thing that's going to return us to the stone ages is when that big comet hits or that you know super volcano erupts or any of that other shit or nuclear catastrophe right you can see on the doomsday shows on national geographic they'll tell you you know the gamma ray burst and all the other shit Oh shit, there's 18 billion ways to die. There's all kinds of shit that could happen. Now, if any of that shit happens, it will it will throw us back to those days. But you know what? You're not gonna like it because because what because what you really want is you want the you know the uh you know the benefits of yesterday without the negatives, and then you want to combine them with the benefits of today and not the negatives. And that shit just don't happen that way. You know, human nature has not changed for as for as long as anybody, you know, can see back through history. Human nature pretty much stays the same. The surroundings might change and look different, but human nature does not. And so you have to figure out how to navigate and to reconcile all that shit. And it's not, you know, you can slap a return on your, you know, on your letterhead or on your email signature or on your twitter post or or wherever you want to put it there but that shit ain't happening you know it's just it's just it's just not and so you know if if you're going to accept responsibility you know for what it means to be being a man in the 21st century which i agree it can be a shitty proposition or it can be a pretty decent one at the end of the day it's still up to the individual and you know the future is unwritten you can have a you can have a good life but you have to be able to navigate the fucked up society that we live in and it's always been fucked up to one degree or another but you know to to simply blame it on whammon or feminism or episcopals or conservatives i mean just shit look at the political stuff you know the conservatives are convinced that the liberals are you know ready to start you know, fucking and eating every child that lives. And the the liberals are convinced that the conservatives want to go out and shoot every child out there that ever lived. And neither of those propositions is true. But right. that's a story we tell ourselves because we got to feed that outrage monkey. You know, we got to right. feed the monkey. Hey, and- real quick, when when Yellowstone blows... Lord, I've had a good life, and I think I lived it right. Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell. The close-up. Well, you know, that also harkens back to what we were talking about in the green room before the show, because, uh, you know, we both we both talked about this. You know, I'm like at this point, you know, I raised two sons. They're able to function on their own. They don't really, you know, they yeah, they tag up every now and then, but they don't they don't really need me for anything because they support themselves. They I don't give them money. I don't you know, I don't get them jobs. I don't, you know, run interference for them in the world. At this point, they you know, by the time they were 20, they were pretty well able to handle all that shit for themselves. You know, I'd like to live another 20, 30 years and play with the, you know, grandbabies and any more grandbabies that are to come. I've got some shit, you know, that I want to do for this stage of my life that we've talked about, 
and you know you know what those things are and there's you know there's there's all kinds of stuff like that um you know so i haven't just you know given up and you know sat in a wheelchair in a corner eating a soft cookie and staring at the tree out the window <laughs> but i mean at, at this point you know if i go if i go right now you know i'm good and nobody nobody owes me shit cuz i you know cuz i got to i got to do what i wanted in life for the most part and uh you know that's that's a good position to be in you know it really is because it helps you continue to enjoy whatever time you have left and at the rate my high school buddies are dropping that may not be so long right so so you know it's like you know fuck uh you know but you know there's there's no time you know there's everybody thinks there'll be more time you know but there's really not so Mm -hmm. you know you got to get after it while you can man you got to get after it and instead of blaming everybody for what you don't have why don't you just you know take the responsibility and go out there and get what you want the best you can because nobody nobody gets it all nobody's perfect you know everybody's everybody's got a bunch of fucked up shit in their life you know it's just it's a it's just to what degree and how much of that have you brought on yourself versus how much um have you truly been a victim and most of it for most people we brought on most of it ourselves if not all of it i dude i i totally agree with that it's 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 Albert Camus' statement of life is beautiful and life is absurd. Yeah. We're all here for a limited time. And, and something I've realized, Nick, going back to a little bit of what you were saying about talking about friends who are dropping like flies type of thing. Okay. <laughs> the fact that you got your glasses down so you can see your phone. That's fucking great. My uh, focus, man. <laughs> I need my bifocals. That's right. You need your fucking bifocals. God damn it. But it reminds me of something years ago. I remember going over to visit my parents. You know, one of my mom was still alive. And here's my dad. It's a Sunday. And he's he's reading the paper. Okay. Because he's a boomer and he gets the paper. All right. You know, because fuck that internet shit. (laughs) (laughs) But he's sitting here reading the paper. And of course I come over and he's already passed the headlines and the local. And where is he at? Where is he at? Nick, can you guess what section of the the Sunday paper he's looking at? And it's not. Yes. He was looking at the fucking obituaries. And I was like, you know, I come in, I'm like, oh, I see you're looking at the obituaries. He's like. Bunch of motherfuckers dying to get in here. <laughs> but he said, and I was like, Dad, why are you looking at the obituaries? Are you looking to see if you're in there or what? <laughs> you know, are you looking to see, oh, shit, it's my time or what? And he's like, no, no, no. You know, I, 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 I got to keep up on this shit, you know, because I got friends, you know. And, and now I understand. Now I get it. But at the time, I remember he had, he was he still is a morbid fucker because he'd open up the fucking Sunday page and start flipping through. And if it was more than a page and a half, he'd be like, oh, it's a good day. <laughs> well, you know, it's, you know, for, and for us, I mean, for me, every time somebody I know dies, I usually find out about it on Facebook because somebody's got to post it one of my friends will post it and if not you know we've got a we've got a facebook group for our graduating class from high school so Mm. they'll 
they'll announce that shit in there. Or if somebody who was like two or three years either side of us, because, you know, that people that age were also kind of in and out of our, you know, whatever our group was back then. So we'll so we'll find out about it that way. And like every year it's like and it's and the crazy thing is like it's it's usually not the people I thought it would be, you know, at, 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 <laughs> which which is what you know, which is what you know, makes me think about myself a little bit more, but a lot of times it's like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, some of the craziest off the wall motherfuckers in high school and college, um, they settled down a whole lot. And, and, you know, there were, you know, and then, you know, some of the people that were, you know, in, you know, that were great athletes in great shape in college. And I see it or in high school and then I see them now and, you know, they just look like hell either, either they party too hard or they're way, you know, obese or, you know, some kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, they let themselves totally go. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of people became alcoholics and they died because they're, they, they just died from alcoholism and for the damage that it wreaked on their bodies. And, uh, you know, so there's, you know, so there's all kinds of, re- you know, some of them die in car accidents. So there's like all these, all these people every year, you know, that I, I came up with who are, who are dropping and, you know, the longer it goes, the more, that number increases every year and you know you look at that shit you're like okay well one of these days that's gonna be you know that's gonna be me (laughs) yeah dude i'm telling you my dad when it comes to his his childhood friends the guys he went to you know elementary junior high high school all that shit okay and he's 73 okay now granted he still has friends but they're younger they're like in their 60s These weren't people he knew way back when he's met them, you know, in the years in between then and now. Right. Okay. But all of his friends that he knew back in the day, they're all dead, dude. Every fucking last one of them, they're all dead. And some of them died two, three, five years ago. Okay. He literally is the last man standing. Okay. And I'm just like, holy shit. And yet my dad, granted, he's not a hard drinker, but he drinks. He's not a hard partier, but he parties. Mm -hmm. He's not a hard smoker, like, you know, two packs a day, but he smokes and has for years. And granted, he's had some health shit come up recently that it's like, oh, shit. Okay. You know, that when it, when it, when he looks at the obituaries now, I literally think he's looking for himself. Because it's like, well, who else do you know, you know, other than your much younger friends that are like 10 years younger than you, you know, who the fuck you looking for? You know, your wife, my, you know, your spouse, my mother, she's dead. All of the people, you know, that are your age, they're, they're either dead or they're well on their way. They're, they're easily one foot in the grave. Okay. So who you waiting on? Okay. Cause he still does it. To this day, he's still, I can go over to his, I guarantee you, I can go over to his house on Sunday and that motherfucker is going to be looking at the obits, looking at the hit parade, as Chess called it. And Zachary, how do you keep from letting that get to you? You can't, okay? It's like a death. When, when you lose a parent or a child or your spouse, you don't get over it, okay? You don't. You never get over it. You just get through it because... Life goes on, okay? Whether you're the last man standing like my dad or like my grandmother who died at 98, you know, all her friends, everyone she knew 
had already died. You just get through it. Well, on a, on a, on a more mundane level, like there was a time that I had anxiety about dying, but the reason I had the anxiety about dying is that my kids were young and I wanted to see them. I wanted to see them through adulthood, you know, at least get them, get them to the point where they, where I knew that they could function by themselves. They didn't need their mommy. They didn't need their daddy. They could get out there and they could, you know, they could handle their shit. I, you know, we've talked, you know, years ago, we talked before about, you know, when my ex and I were first married and then we got into a shitload of debt. I, I was afraid to die because I didn't, but it wasn't because I was afraid of death. It was like, I didn't want to leave this big problem behind until I had solved it. And so I solved it. And that taught me something. And as, as I went through my marriage and I got less and less blue pilled and, and I, and I started working myself away from all that bullshit. And I'm not going to say, you know, when I got red pilled, because that's not what I was that I didn't even know that as a concept at the time, you know, in the mid two thousands, but you know, as I gradually started making more decisions for me, kind of like the, you know, no more Mr. Nice guy shit from you know glover's book mm -hmm. eventually when you when you start living the life that you want when you start living your life and you start making those decisions and then you start you know organizing everybody else in the family or whatever else around you as you know your mental point of origin and you have successes with that there's a lot of satisfaction that comes from both that and just accepting what life fucking is and you know most people and you know you you, you know, you, you, uh, you religious people aren't gonna, you know, like this part, but I don't give a fuck. Um, we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy on that mindfuck roller coaster battling against any challenges to what we think life is or is supposed to be. And all I can speak for is myself. But once I started really looking around and I got out of my head, you know, to a degree, and I started looking at how, and Rob said it earlier uh these these folks die and then the world keeps turning and it keeps pushing you into the next day whether you like it or not the only choice you have is to you know check out yourself or get through it and the world for and 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 the thing is that you know for the most part the world forgets everybody you know mm -hmm. we we forget we don't forget the people that we love but for most of us unless there was a lot of dysfunction and trauma there that you know we institutionalized and it never got resolved you know it's just like you don't have to you don't you don't keep thinking about it every day and you have you know life is fucking brutal you know it, it's just it's not sentimental it doesn't care about your feelings it doesn't care about what you believe it doesn't care about any of that shit and once you once you start learning to accept what life is again speaking only for myself it's just like yeah it's some fucked up shit <laughs> It ain't, it ain't fair, you know, but so what, you know, it's, it was never, it was never meant to be fair. And I think what, and I think a lot, that's a lot of it. Once you get past this whole, oh, it's not fair shit. And you realize that, you know, the only thing you deserve is whatever you earn for yourself and build for yourself and nobody owes you shit. You know, once you get past all of that, I, I think it gets, it gets a lot easier. And I think part of it, part of it has to do with, you know, acclimating to living the life you want. Part of it is just getting older and you just, you get old and, you know, you get old as, as Rob and I are, and you see the same patterns in life repeat over and over and over again with everybody in, you know, in every family and in, in every group at every workplace. 
and you finally go through these rotations about three or four times and you're like so fucking what you know that's just that's just the way it is i don't give a shit i'm gonna go you know drink a <laughs> i'm gonna go drink a beer with a tranny on the bottle and you know and just chill out breathe, and breathe some fire and whatever right. else right and it's you know but it's not i don't think it's something you can necessarily psych yourself into i just think it's something that you know if you if you learn to be your own mental point of origin and you start living the life you want you know there's a lot of fucked up shit but it's still all good <sighs> To go to go with a little bit of the chat, I, I'm gonna throw it up here because yeah, Billy, I'm gonna fucking out you because I like you, Billy. <clears throat> In a few short generations, my name will be forgotten. Even the greatest uh, greatest of us can't compete with time and death. And then I had to, you know, put a you know piss on his parade. <laughs> In less than two, Billy. To which you know I'll, I'll give him this. He said, "Thanks, Rurb." Okay. But the truth is, you know, and I'm 51, okay? I'm fucking 51 years old, guys. And when I think of, I, I grew up in a time where there was me, there was my parents, there was my grandparents, and even my great-grandparents, okay? Seriously. And, and in the time that I've been walking this planet, when I think of my grandparents, who are all deceased now, Every one of them. The last one died here a couple years, about a year and a half or so ago. She too died at 98, okay? My grandparents died at 85 and 77, 78, somewhere around that respectively, out of the men, okay? For a whole host of, it doesn't matter, okay? The point I'm getting at when I said in less than two, when my, when my grandmother on my father's side was still alive, there was great-great-grandchildren who were babies. There was great-grandchildren, which are like my cousins or second cousins. Then there was the grandchildren, which is me and the, the cousins that I have that are in my generation. Then there's the children, my parents, my aunts, my uncles, all them, okay? Dude, I barely, vaguely remember my great-grandparents. I do not at all remember my great-great-grandparents at all. None. Other than stories that my great-grandparents told me or my grandparents told me or my parents chose to tell me. And trust me, I didn't get the great-great stories from my parents. I got it from my grandparents or occasionally one or two things from my great-grandparents. I never got shit, okay? The point I'm getting at here is, oh, you know, your great-great-grandmother and grandfather, you were a baby, you were a, a baby if you were a lucky. You don't remember them. I don't remember mine. And this is back in the day when, you know, you had a bunch of kids because we're talking pre-industrial revolution shit, okay? That's why I said in less than two, okay? Because there's my, my generation, there's my parents' generation, and my grandparents. My grandparents, all they cared about is, ah, I hope you're doing what you want to do. It's all they fucking cared yeah. about. They didn't care about what occupation is. You know, they didn't care about what gender I was. They didn't care about if you're hetero, homo, bisexual. They didn't give a fuck. They're just like, I hope you're doing what you want to do. Okay. 
my parents sort of kind of cared a little bit only because, well, it's my kid. And as long as he's happy, because I remember when I was much younger, when I was closer to Dante and Zachary's age. This, so I'm back in my 20s, back when Dante was either a tadpole or he was, you know, a gleam in his daddy's eye. It was somewhere around there. Me and my dad never really talked about sex, you know, because I got the sex talk from dad when I was 16, when he told me on the way to deer hunting. Well, son, one day you're going to meet a girl and your dick's going to get hard and you're going to want to play hide the dink. Okay. That was, that was the sex lesson I got from dad. Okay. And I already knew enough about sex before he even decided to give me that weird, awkward conversation. Okay. But I remember it, you know, like I said, I was around Dante's age that I was like, dad, do you even know what my preference is as far as sex goes and boy i'll tell you what i watched a motherfucker get uncomfortable real quick he's like, that was cold man <laughs> well, well i had to go there nick i had to go yeah, there i get you yeah. it's one of those things that i was like man my dad has no idea because he doesn't he doesn't know what the hell i'm doing i remember him sitting there and he looks over at me and he's <laughs> and he said uh son I don't, I don't care what you do. You know, I don't care if you're a fudge packer or a butt pirate, or if you like women, I, I, man, I'll tell you what, I've never seen a grown man get so uncomfortable in my life. When I was like, dad, do you even wonder, you know, what my preference is? You know, I, I just threw it at him because that's me. I was like, you know, my dad has no idea what I do. He has none because mostly it's none of his business. But, you know, I thought, I just, I'm curious what he's going to say. So I threw that softball at him. You know, hey, dad, do you even know what I like when it comes to sex? You know, do you know what my preference is? <laughs> Son, I don't care if you're a fudge packer or, or whatever, you know, if that's your thing. You could be a butt pirate. That's okay. And I'm like, well, you know, I get it. There's nothing wrong with that, dad. You're right. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do happen to like women, Dad. Oh, well, oh, yeah, whatever. I, I, I don't want, you know, that. that's your business. That's that's hilarious. I would, that's. that's Dude, funny. I had to do it. And Nick, don't be surprised if your kids throw some shit at you like that sometime just to fuck with you. Okay. And like I said, I was like Dante's age. I was a fucking kid still when I did that one to him. Because well, I realized my dad has no idea. How does how could he have no idea? I mean, because like I, I I met all the chicks that my well not all of them, but I met the chicks that you know my kids were dating, and fucking well, and and my dad met some of the chicks too. Okay, not all, but a few. Okay, but that's that's going back to like late teens, early twenties, going on to mid twenties into my early thirties. My dad had no fucking clue because I never brought it up. He when never I, asked. I never volunteered. That's funny. And so my, it just never came up. When my older boy was turned 13, I took him, I took him for his birthday. He wanted a deer rifle, his own deer rifle. Mm. You know, so I took mm -hmm. him, I took him to the uh took him to the sporting goods store and oh boy. gun store and you know <laughs> bought him a bought him a deer rifle and then we went and ate pizza. 
and <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> he got the, you know, and this was, we took the day off from school. So, you know, it was actually on his birthday. And so we go, we go to, we go to eat pizza and while we're sitting there, eat pizza for lunch. That's when I give him the sex talk. Oh, and, the, and he you're just, gonna want it. You're gonna want to hide the dink. Yeah, he just. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't talk about it like that. Uh, you know, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I talked about it in in my usual way. You know, it was just like, hey, <laughs> when you start fucking girls, you need to use a rubber. That kind of shit. <laughs> and and he just he looked at me with the, just this look on his face, like he wanted to use that deer rifle on himself, and then. <laughs> And then when it then I was a little bit later having that convo with with uh with my younger, you know, with Nick Jr. Right. And you know, and I don't remember this this we were we're sitting here talking one day or maybe he came in the office while I was working. I don't remember, but you know. And he said, Dad, do you even know what I like? <laughs> Some shit came up. No, we're just talking about shit. I was like, uh I was like, you know. I don't know how far along you are, you know, with regard to having sex goes, but here's the deal. And he just looked, <laughs> he just looked at me and he was like, I've already done it. And I used a rubber. Can I go now? And I was like, no, you can't go now. <laughs> no, you can't sit down. <laughs> he was like, I, I ain't talking about this with you. And I was like, well, yes, you are. <laughs> you, you don't have to, you don't have to talk about it with me, but. You know, it's like, you know, I can't, I can't make you not, you know, lie to me and, and this other kind of shit, but you know, you need to, you know, you definitely at, at your age, you definitely need to, uh, you know, you need to be using rubbers and, you know, eventually I just, I bought a big box of them and I left them in his dresser. I never said a word to him about it. I just put them in his dresser, you know, so that he had, so that I knew that he actually had them if he, you know, he couldn't use, well, I didn't want to go to Walmart and buy them as an excuse or some shit like that. So I just threw a bunch in there so that he always had some. And, uh, you know, that was it. And then over the years, as he, as he got older, you know, he kind of opened up about it a little bit more. And, you know, we would talk and joke about shit, but like, you know, initially he was like, you know, yeah, I already did it. And I was like, well, and he did, and you know, near as I can tell, he, if he was telling the truth, he, he did it a lot sooner than his older brother did so you know it but you know they never they never pulled any of that shit on me i think they were they were they were way too like you know they didn't even want to they didn't even want to give off any any kind of whiff that they might not be uh hetero <laughs> they're like man i got a reputation that whole motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, for me, when I brought it up to my dad, it wasn't about, okay, all right, thank you, Dante, thank you. I just wanted to double check, because I'm not on YouTube, I can only see her, and I don't see wrenches, so if, if he's wrenched, then that's the real Chad. Okay, Chad, hey, tax season's about over, stop looking at emails, stop fucking around, you fucking masochistic fucker, all right? And hit me up. I, I want to come on your show because we need to, you know, let your hair down and hang loose, bro. Just saying. Just, I'm open. Okay. Anyway, the for me, it wasn't about, you know, um, trying to, you know, I have a reputation to uphold. Mine was genuinely like, I have no idea what the hell my dad even thinks. Because I didn't know. It's like, I have no idea if my dad thinks I'm bi, gay, whatever. I have no idea. That's why I was like, I had to bring it up because I wanted to gauge his response. I wanted to see what he thought. 
Not that it really mattered because I ultimately didn't care. You know, yes, I was a savage even when I was young. But to watch him react the way he did, you know, it gave me all the answer I needed. But it was mostly not about reputation. It was just like, I really have no idea what my dad even thinks. You know, I'm curious. Does he think I'm a fudge packer? Does he think I like both ways? What? I don't know. I don't know what my dad thinks because ultimately I don't care. You know, it's like, ah, whatever I am, I am. But I had no idea, which is why I had to broach the subject because well, he wasn't going to. He was not going to bring that up. See, so I thought, ah, oh, fuck it. I want to see what he says. Well, the thing I think is so funny about that is it never I never I never had that thought. And so I, I, I never I just always assumed, you know, since I was, you know, by the time I was 13, 14, you know, I was dating girls. So I just, you know, I, and, and my dad knew them, you know, because he met you know, at least again, at least, you know, most of them and the same thing with my kids when they were dating. So i that thought never even occurred to me <laughs> that, that either one of them would be, you know, homos or something, but that's funny. Now, if, now, if I, if I had, if I had been, I could see myself, you know, fucking with my dad, if that had ever occurred to me, cause I fucked with them on a lot of shit, but that should never occurred. That one just never occurred to me. That's funny. I would have loved to have fucked with him on, you know, <laughs> had more shit to fuck with him. <laughs> Dude. You know, and, and ultimately, you know, my dad was married three times, but you know, he didn't, you know, one of the reasons, I mean, he didn't know shit about women. That's one of the reasons why he was married three times. But <laughs> Yeah, you because know, I, I knew way more about women than he did. Even when I didn't know shit, I still knew more than he did. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I mean, you know, we've talked about that before. He ended up getting dementia, and so mm. we ended up not being able to talk about anything, not really, at at, at one point, which right. was kind of sad because there was yeah. still shit that I would have liked to have talked over with him, uh, both personal between us, and just you know, he was in Vietnam and. He and I never really sat down and had any serious in-depth conversation about that. And mm -hmm. that's something that I would have liked to have. We, we talked about it when I was a kid and a teenager, right. but not when I was, you know, a you full know, 40. Adult yeah. and you could appreciate I, the nuance. Yeah. I would have, I would have liked to be able to sit down and talk with him about that at 40. And I wish I had. So, you know, that, that would yeah. have been, that would have been interesting because he was there, you know, he was there at least a year. Yeah, no, I that's one that using that specific example, I can actually say me and my dad, because he too served during Vietnam. And so I was able to talk to him about his experience. And and it was, geez, it's funny, it's ironic, you know, about 40, it was around there that I was able to, you know, kind of pick his brain, if you will, and kind of get the unadulterated, his own opinion about what he experienced. I, I did get that. So yeah. I'm glad for that, you know, that it's at least I did get that part. And it's not, it's, it is what you see in the movies and what you see in the documentaries, but it's way more than that, you know? So I get that, that it's like, yeah. ah, I have a better comprehension of that whole time era based on his experience of living through it. So I do have that. Mm. There were some guys who said it. I'm I'm kind of watching the chat out of one eyeball. What the fuck? Where are you at, guys? Dre, I'm not even gonna go there right now, dude. I'm just not. <laughs> dude, if I had kids, I, I swear to God, those fuckers couldn't throw any at anything at me that I would that would phase me. 
whether they wanted to transition genders or whatever and be like, oh, I can handle this. You know, I got this. Not that I'm a dad, but if I was, it's like, man, I, I've seen, I've seen too much, you know, for better or worse, I've seen too much. And it's like, nah, that wouldn't phase me because there's been things the belly dancer and I've talked about with her kids in the very, very recent past that I, that I'm literally looking at her going, not to say it, but I fucking told you so when it comes to her kids, you know, because there was things about some of her kids that I, I had a, I had an opinion that I'm like, oh, well, this is this and this is that. And she's like, ah, you're crazy or I, I don't know. And I'm like, ah, I'm just telling you what I think. I'm not saying I'm right. And then here we are a year and a half, almost two years later, and she fucking tells me some shit. And I'm like, well, I, I fucking told you this over a year ago. And she's like, oh, that's right, you did. And I'm like, just saying, you know, it's like, dude, I kind of called it way back when. And maybe it's because I'm not, I'm not invested. You know, I'm not, I'm not their parents. I'm not their dad. I'm not, I'm not you. I didn't grow up with them. I didn't watch them go from children to adults. It's just something I saw early on that I was like, maybe, hmm, maybe, you know, and turns out I was right. You know, it's like, oh, shit. Wow, look at that. I was right. <laughs> oh, well, hey, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. That's good. Whatever. Just guys, it's shit you see when you've seen too many things. Well, it's also the, it's, you know, it's, it can be, you can blind yourself to shit when you're really close to it. And especially yep. get, getting back to the whole, you know, to me, the thirties is one of the most fucked up decades just because you've gotten out of your twenties and you have learned some shit, but then you end up thinking you've learned, you know, a, hot, a whole lot more than you do. Mm -hmm. and you you think you think you're initiated into the, you know, it's kind of like when you're out, you know, if you're out somewhere hiking and you, you, you aim for the peak and you finally get up to that peak and you just realize that that's just, you know, a, a lower, a lower summit. And the real peak is the like, real peak you know, is about 17 miles away. Right. Right. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the thirties is like that, you know? Yes. Or as I like to say, the force is with you, young Skywalker, <sighs> but you are not a Jedi yet. There was a guy That's what I think of when I, when I think of the thirties, it's the force is with you, but you're not a Jedi yet. <laughs> there was this, there's this guy who. I don't remember his name now, but he fan he fancied he was a young guy, fancies himself a writer. And every now and then he would, when I was doing Punch Riot, he would he would DM me or send me an email or something, and he'd be like, Hey, you know, and what and this one DM I got from him is like, Hey, how'd you like a you know, like fifteen hundred words for your next issue on, you know, Memento Mori? And, you know, this guy was like twenty something and i you know my response to him was like well i you know i read everything and then i judge it on its merit and if i think it's right for us and for that particular issue then you know i'll publish it but you know i'm gonna have to read it first and and let you know and of course he never sent in anything but you know inside i was just laughing like you know who wants to who wants to read you know 1500 <laughs> words by some 20 year old dude 25 year old dude on you know memento mori mish likes to put out there you know i got time for that you know it's uh <laughs> I didn't read it, you know, but uh, uh, that sucks or hope you're okay or congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Same shit. <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, there's just, that's, 
you know, that, that brings us back to, you know, my original point about, you know, we're all living in our heads, you know, riding yep. a mindfuck roller coaster. It's like, you know, why, why are you even, you know, it's just, that's just such pretentious bullshit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, for the most part, you know, nobody wants, nobody's going to talk about that shit in any meaningful way anyway. And if they do, it's going to be extraordinarily personal. And if they're a very good writer, may that may or may not, you know, be interesting. But, you know, it, it kind of it kind of was signaling all the, you know, gumroad stoicism and all, you know, all the, you know, virtue signaling and platitudes and everything else. I'm like, you know, God, I hope he doesn't send this shit in because I don't want to have to read it. <laughs> and, and, and thankfully he didn't. And so I didn't. Ah, ah, there you go. Oh, Jesus. No shit. No shit. Anyway. <laughs> oh, as Dante said, you know what? Ain't nobody got time for that. Guys, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, Jesus. Zachary, don't don't pin your hopes, dude. I just started a new <laughs> hobby that's extremely extremely hazardous to my health. So, you know, don't, don't bank on that. I'll be here when you're my age, because I'll probably be dead. I'll probably be burned to a cinder. Just saying it, it's not the way to go. If you want to have that conversation, you better do it sooner than later. That's all I'm going to say. And I'll give you my take, you know, and, and I'll shrug and you can be terrified. That's all <laughs> with that. Hey kids, we're looking at two hours. Yep. It's that time. I know Nick's got to go take some more quaaludes and I want to go and get something to eat because I'm fucking starving, man. So, hey, kids. Lord, I've had a good laugh and I think I lived it right. But there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down the hill.